you do have uh, players who are you know mid handicappers, but they hit the ball very solid with their their driver. They have pretty good center face contact, and if you gave them and maybe an extra inch on their driver, they wouldn't give up that much dispersion and they'd probably pick up maybe 10 to 15 yards, which is huge. You know, you're hitting one to one and a half less clubs into into greens. Um, there's other players who hit the ball all over the face. You know, you give them an inch or an inch and a half longer driver and who knows where those balls um, are, are going. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Today on The Fitting Room, we are tackling the hottest trend with respect to equipment on the PGA Tour. There's been a lot of talk from a lot of big names about moving to longer drivers. So extending the uh, length of the shaft to get a driver as as high as 48 inches, which is the maximum allowed by the USGA. We're seeing 47 and a half, we're seeing 46, much longer than we would typically see out on tour. Today on The Fitting Room, we're gonna dig into that trend. We're gonna dig into why are PGA Tour players looking to do that? And then most importantly, what can we as amateur golfers learn from that? And should that be something that we should look to add to our bag? So to help me do that, uh, two of the fitting room faithful, uh, some of our best friends here on the fitting room, that is Dave Neville uh, and Garrett Pond. They need no introduction. So let's, let's dive right in. Thanks, guys, for helping me uh, break this one down today. Yeah, yeah you got it's it. a cool, cool trend to talk about. So let's start, uh, Garrett, I'll, I'll start with you a little bit. Um, talk to me a little bit about the, let's say, rewind the clock a year, the average tour player, uh, what are the specs of their driver, uh, especially around length? What are, what are we looking at? Yeah, on the, uh, on the guy's side, um, you're, we're used to seeing 70 gram driver shafts probably 75% of the time. The other 25% of mix of mostly 60 gram driver shafts and then the occasional uh, really tends to be a real strong guy out there, which is, um, I guess, a lot, of, a lot of them, but some of them will even use an 80-gram driver shaft in terms of weight. Uh, and in terms of length, how long the club is, uh, 45-inch uh, is kind of the, the gold standard out there, and you'll see some players vary that slightly shorter, some players vary that slightly longer, but uh, probably... 75% are at that length, 45 inches. And th those that are not at that length are, are typically not two inches under that or two inches over that. It's near, near that. On the girls' side, you see um, 50 and 60 gram driver shafts, the occasional 40, um, usually at 45 inches. And if we see anything um, other than 45 inches, it's up to 45 and a half. And that's, um, and, and the occasional 46 inch. But 45 is kind of the norm, no matter what tour you're on. And then the swing weights, um, another spec that uh, we pay close attention to. On the guy's side, we're, uh, we're usually at D2 to D4. Girls would be D0, D1, C9, uh, right in that window. All right. So, Dave, uh, the standard Callaway driver, uh, as, it, as it ships from us, is 45 and a half. So talk to us a little bit about that length. How did that length come to be? Um, and is the recent trend that we're seeing out on tour making you question that at all? Did you just try to open up a can of worms, go down a rabbit hole about measuring lengths? Because our <laughs> actual published lengths now are 45.75, even though we haven't changed the actual length. We have 
changed our measurement process to match up with the USGA measurement process. So let's call it 45 and, and three quarters. Um, and then you'll, you'll definitely see some other build lengths. Most of them are actually going shorter rather than longer in terms of what we, we see in, in custom. You see a lot of people right at 45, some at 45 uh, and a quarter, an occasional 45, 4.75, um, and then maybe a few around 46. But uh, a majority of people, if they're not going standard, they're usually going shorter. And why is that? Why, why would a player choose to do that? Well, a lot of it, I think, comes from the, the fitters and, and fitting. Um, and there, there, and Garen could probably speak to this too, but there, there's a lot of fitters out there who think that uh, the Callaway drivers are too long already and everybody else is too long also. And people should be playing shorter drivers so they can make more solid contact. And, you know, how solid your contact is very important. The, the location, your hit location on the face, smash factor, all of that really translates to ball speed. So that is definitely uh, an important topic and, you know, one that we, that we can debate. But I, I really think it comes from, from fitting. <laughs> Garrett, uh, what do you what do you hear from a lot of fitters about shorter versus longer? Yeah, there's a lot of people that will go to a fitter and fitter will ask them some questions about what their goals are. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's distance, but oftentimes it's control. Some says I need to hit more fairways. I, I need more control. And that's often kind of one of the levers that a fitter is going to uh, pull on to sort of sell the idea of more control. And nowadays with all the launch monitors that are available at most fittings, um, you kind of often get some evidence that that's the case. And, and a player uh, tends to give some feedback on whether or not they feel like they're under more control or they feel like they can hit it more solid um, or if they just like the, the feel of it. Some, sometimes swinging a longer shafted club starts to make the, 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 the timing of your swing feel feel off so 45 is is definitely what what i'm used to seeing uh among fitters as well if, if now, it's not standard now i think you guys would both agree that making center face contact is really critical right that is what uh all fittings are about is a get making you be able to hit the center of the face more consistently and then b when you do that making sure your launch conditions are optimized for the way that you play the game so uh, if, you, if we rewind the clock to an era of less forgiving clubs where there was a much bigger disparity between hitting it right on the screws and hitting it a centimeter out on either side, there's definitely, uh, I would say there's, there historically has been a much bigger premium on hitting the center of the face than some of the clubs that, that uh, we've got out now, which quite frankly, the robustness is, so, is exceptional that you're not seeing as much of a change. Now, in that case, if a player is going to have a shorter club that they can hit more consistently right in the middle and you're taking away that variable, that's a big deal. But now that the heel and toe, it doesn't penalize you quite as much, we're starting to have a different conversation. And I think this is probably the genesis of where the opposite trend that we're seeing on tour is started. So, Garrett, I know there's been a few guys that you've worked with specifically who this past week um, down at Augusta did put in longer drivers in play. Can you talk a little bit about like uh, how that conversation went and what the goal, what the objective of that was? 
Yeah, when, when we work with tour players, and I, I know you're alluding to uh, to Phil Mickelson, who, who uh, of course was using a 47 and a half inch um, driver last week out there. But when we're working with tour players as a, as a fitter, I really don't try to interject my opinion on what they should have unless they ask me for that. Um, I really believe that our role in in the company is to uh, service the players. So if they if they've got an idea um, in their mind that, that they want to try, that we're here to help them try and achieve that. So Phil Phil uh, reached out and said he wanted to try 47 and a half inches. So where I might interject an opinion is, hey, if you lengthen your driver, in this case it's an inch and a half longer than he was using, which he was actually at 46 already, longer than most guys typically are. Um, as we just talked about, um, it says you lengthen that, the swing weight's going to get a lot heavier. He, he usually plays D5 swing weight in a driver. So you, the swing weight will get into the E range if we use the exact same head at the same head mass. So I recommended, um, which he liked the idea of, we should lighten the driver shaft or the driver head weight um, a decent amount to where the, the swing weight isn't astronomically heavier. So at 47 and a half inches, it's, even though the head is lighter by about uh, four and a half grams, um, the swing weight is heavier all the way up to D8. So mm. if you're going to go longer, um, having the swing weight sort of fine-tuned a little bit to, to where that longer club feels feels good to a player, um, that's pretty critical uh, with this whole long, long shaft experiment and i think overall the clubs these days the um plug and play aspect of them if you will makes um testing these things out a lot more um readily available so what was the results when phil tested that driver and ultimately decided to put it in play what were the results that he was looking for? What were the numbers? Well, he's getting more carry, uh, which was a result of the increased club head speed and then the increased ball speed. Uh, on his good good shots, he was increasing somewhere between five and six miles an hour. So he's getting it into the low 180s when he was going after it rather than the high 70s. Um, and that was uh, with his launch. He hits up on the ball quite a bit. He's, he's really made an effort – uh, with his technique to try and optimize distance, not just through speed, but through hitting up on the golf ball, launching it higher, using a driver with a low center of gravity to keep the spin down and um, so on and so forth to where not only does he get the speed, but he gets distance through an efficient trajectory. He's launching it around 15. He's spinning it into low to the mid 2000s. So he on a, like a, a perfectly struck shot, can stretch the carry distance over 310 yards. And mm. at Augusta in particular, there's a few holes where if you carry it 310 yards, the, the fairway is significantly wider than if you can't do that because you cover some of the bunkers. Mm. I think uh, four, four is an example of that. And uh, eight is the, the most notable one. If you can get it past the bunker on eight, um, you essentially don't have to be as accurate and you don't, you don't get stuck over to the left um, and try and have to wrap, wrap your second shot around the trees up the hill. So that was, that was part of the conversation for him. Now, Dave, there was another Callaway staffer who went a little longer that I know you had some uh, statistics for. 
Yeah, our man Dylan Fratelli, who we had on the the Fitting Room podcast uh, earlier this year. I mean, he made a big change also. So he was playing his driver at 44 and a half um, last year or, you know, at the beginning of this of this season. He switched to 46. So he added an inch and a half. Um, He also switched the loft, turned the, the loft down, which is important. Uh, on a lot of these longer shafts, the 6.8 degrees. Uh, and he picked up a lot of speed and a lot of distance. Uh, he, he went from averaging 291 to averaging 313 yards. So he picked up 22 yards of distance, club head speed, five miles an hour club head speed, um, and uh, six, mi- six and a half miles an hour ball speed. So incredible, incredible results. Obviously, we saw him at Augusta. He's been playing really well, but Augusta came in fifth, and he was absolutely smashing the ball um, off of the tee. So it's been a a very solid experiment for him. The one thing I was going to point out, uh, Nate, is one other reason besides the drivers getting more forgiving, I think, is this whole idea of strokes gained. And um, a shout-out to Mark Brody and Every Shot Counts and and what the PGA Tour has done with strokes gained off of the tee. I think – they've basically shown that hitting fairways is not as important as the length. You know, as long as the ball is not out of bounds, you can find it, you have a shot at the green, um, the length is going to be super, super important. So, the you know, the old idea of leading, you know, the PGA Tour and fairways hit, it, it, it's not going to get you to the, to the top of the standings. I think we've seen that with Bryson DeChambeau. We've seen it, obviously, with Dustin Johnson – and some of the things that Phil and, and Dylan Fratelli um, are doing. Well, there was a lot of talk uh, leading up to the Masters of people wondering, like, uh, did Bryson break golf? Did he crack yeah. the code? Did uh, Is he just going to overpower every course that he plays? And I think it's worth pointing out that uh, that Sunday final round, um, he was averaging something like, what was it, 330, 320 off the tee? Uh, and Bernhard Longer was averaging 250 off the tee, and Bernhard actually uh, ended up with a lower score than Bryson. So distance is not everything, but I think it's clear to see that distance certainly on average, right, that was one round of golf, on, on, on average, uh, hitting it farther is certainly an advantage, uh, especially if you can find it. That's a big one. So uh, the the – the benefit here, I think, is obvious. You hit it farther, you're closer to the green. Um, as long as the rough's not too penalizing, like it's not at Augusta, you can uh, wedge it out. Guys are really good with their short games. Now, let's shift the conversation to, uh, you know, us uh, mere mortars, uh, us amateurs. Is this a trend that, that holds uh, or has validity with guys who do not have the level of precision ball striking as a tour player? Well, I think the answer to that is it depends, you know, and we can talk through some of these these factors, but you do have uh, players who are, you know, mid-handicappers, but they hit the ball very solid with their, their driver. They have pretty good center-face contact, and if you gave them you know, maybe an extra inch on their driver, they wouldn't give up that much dispersion, and they'd probably pick up maybe 10 to 15 yards, which is huge. You know, you're hitting one to one and a half less clubs into – into greens. Um, there's other players who hit the ball all over the face. You know, you give them an inch or an inch and a half longer driver and who knows where those balls um, are, are going. So I think it, 
it, it really depends. Um, we've even seen some interesting results um, from, from the women's game uh, also just because of the, the type of, of swing. With a longer driver, it tends to flatten your swing out, and that can be good for uh, a lot of golfers. Uh, Garrett, what have you seen on, on fitting? I know you fit, obviously, a lot of tour pros, but amateurs um, as, as well. Yeah, we see a lot of those, and um, the first point you alluded to there is kind of what we see. It depends. It's a little bit of a, a player-dependent um, analysis there. There's no blanket solution, but I will uh, highlight some testing we did uh, internally a few years back on driver shaft length, and this was at a time where there was a lot of talk about you need to shorten your driver so that you hit it straighter. And that statement started because some guys were doing it on tour and having some success. And all of a sudden it's like every, the drivers are too long. And we did some testing with amateur golfers, 40, I think it was 43 and a half versus 45 or it might've been 44, but basically a pretty short driver versus standard length. And we found that uh, players uh, like you mentioned with the longer shaft flatten your swing plane out. So players were more likely to, hit up on the golf ball, which if anyone's been through a fitting now and they've been told their attack angle, if it's not hitting up on the golf ball, the fitter usually mentions, hey, you're hitting down on the ball, hitting up on it's a way to potentially hit the ball farther. So just by changing the shaft to 45 and a half versus 44, 43 and a half, players did that um, significantly more. So they were swinging in a more efficient way in addition to the benefits of the shaft being longer. So the whole, uh, I'll put it in the myth category, Nate, the whole myth that you're going to hit your driver straighter um, if it's shorter, uh, kind of, we, we were able to debunk that. Now, at some point, the club will get so long that to keep the swing weight correct, the head mass has to keep getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And from an, from an engineer's perspective, the lighter... The, the less amount of weight that they've got available to work with to try and move the center of gravity around to change shot shape, move the center of gravity around to change spin or move the center of gravity to uh, affect inertia or forgiveness, they, 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 they have less to work with there. So, I mean, event, you could make the, the club super long and make the head out of, out of paper if you wanted to, so it weighed nothing, but a, a club made out of paper is not going to hit the ball very hard. So you have to have enough mass in the head to be able to hit the ball harder, but you also have to have a light enough amount of, of mass to be able to swing the club faster. So um, we tend to feel like that sweet spot on heavy enough to hit the ball hard, have enough room to manipulate center of gravity for shot shape biases, but uh, also light enough to create speed is around a, a 200 gram head mass and a 45 and a half inch shaft length. That's sort of the sweet spot. Now, uh, Dave had mentioned a little bit about uh, Dylan Fratelli. Uh, when changing length, he also had to change loft because there is a connection or there is a relationship there. Uh, so help break that down for us. If a, if a golfer is intrigued, you know, they say I hit a lot of fairways, but I could really use an extra 10 yards and maybe is a good candidate for going longer. Um, what is that relationship between length and loft that should be considered? Yeah, if you were going to swing a, a driver using a robot and change the shaft length, and essentially the robot or the T position from the robot just gets farther and farther away uh, from the robot, and then the 
shaft plane would get a little bit uh, less vertical as well. Um, the, the robot's going to have more loft on the club face at impact with the longer shaft. Uh, so essentially you kind of think of it as the bigger the arc uh, uh, of the swing, the bottom of that arc, the club face is going to have a little bit more loft on it. So if you're already at a, um, a trajectory where you don't want to see the ball spin anymore, but you also do want to hit it farther and try the longer driver shaft, you could potentially negatively impact your total distance. Even if you're hitting it solid, you're hitting it with more speed, just because your spin may creep into a range that's that, that overwhelms um, the fact that your ball speed's taken off faster. So um, just like you would see a long driver on, on TV doing the long drive contest where they're all using 48 inch drivers, they're using drivers that are anywhere from three to six degrees of loft. So I think the general rule of thumb would be if you don't want to see the ball go way higher than you're already hitting it, with the longer shaft, you're going to want a lower loft. Got it. Now, uh, Dave, I'll, I'll ask you a question I asked you right in the beginning is uh, this trend as we're seeing it, maybe it'll continue to grow on tour and maybe some golfers will find success in it. How do you see that playing out uh, formally in the, in the Callaway product line? Yeah, well, I see it, you know, potentially being like a, a fitting option, you know, and, and we always encourage people to go out and, and get fit. So you might not see necessarily a longer, driver shaft uh, on the rack, but through certain fitters, maybe advanced fitters, we'll, we'll have options uh, for players to be able to, uh, to try out the longer shaft and see if it works for them. Are they able to keep the, the downrange ellipse tight? Are they able to hit the ball solid? What's their smash factor? And we'll look at some specific shafts that, th that that's going to work well with. Another trend that we see with these these longer shafts is a lot of times you got to kind of go lighter um, into the next weight class down. So if you're in the 60 gram weight class, you might want to be in the 50 gram weight class. If you're going to be in a 47 inch um, driver or something like that. The other trend would be the counterbalance shafts because Garrett was talking a lot about the, the swing weights um, and those getting kind of out of control, with the longer drivers Um the counterbalance shafts can help that with at least maybe two or three swing weight uh, points, depending on the, the, the shaft. Now you bring up an interesting uh, dilemma or an interesting discussion, which is as you lengthen a shaft, the, the flex that you feel is going to change as well. So where, what do you think about uh, for a player who does want to try this, if they're going to add, you know, let's say go from 45 to 47, two inches, mm -hmm down in weight, like you mentioned, but should they also go up in flex? Um, I would say, I don't know what you mean by up in flex. I would say down in flex potentially, you know, so if they're in stiff, even maybe going to, to, to reg, because with that longer shaft, if you're in a stiff or, or an X, I think that thing's going to feel very, very uh, boardy. And uh, Garrett, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Well, as you, as you make them longer, the, the club will play or feel softer. Um, and that'll be a little bit of a player dependent, uh, component to the fitting. Um, we use the long drivers as an, as an example, most of them are using double X flex. Some of them even triple X flex, but, um, they tend to be really big guys. So they use the, the heavier heads as if they would, uh, would be built for a, 
45 inch length. So the swing weights are real heavy, but at those lengths, um, there's their flexes. If you were to do a frequency scale check on the, on the driver there, they would match what our stock stiff flex drivers are. So even though if, you know, there's, they're putting 200 plus miles, 215 miles an hour ball speed on their drivers, you'd look at it as a built club and you say, well, that's not a stiff enough shaft, but um, the, the very scientific waggle test where you yeah, hold the club exactly. out and you waggle it and you see how much it's, it's moving around. Yeah. Even on like a double triple X, like you mentioned when the, when it's 48 inches long, you actually see like there's a little bit of uh, it's a little loose. It's a little uh, whippy. Yeah. And they're, they're, uh, they're really into experimenting with uh, different amounts of tipping on the shaft at, at the, at the long driver uh, level of competition. They'll, they'll build one shaft that's not tipped at all. The same shaft tipped an inch, the same shaft tipped an inch and a half. And they'll, they'll um, kind of go through the process of seeing which one they time better. Um, and uh, speaking of timing, that seems to be the critical component to having the, this whole system work good is figuring out um, how heavy the head needs to be, how long you can, you can ultimately go, how stiff it needs to be, how lighter heavy the shaft needs to be for you to sort of match up your timing um, at, at the bottom of the swing there. Um, and for a lot of players, if your tempo is real quick, there's going to be a major adjustment to being able to adjust your timing with the super long shaft. It's, it's almost like swinging one of those um, training um, clubs that has a real whippy flex to the, to a shaft that helps orange you with whip. the orange whip type feel. One of my favorite training aids of all time. Yeah. So the <laughs> long, super long shaft starts to uh, emulate what, what it feels like to swing one of those. Um, and for right, some guys. players, by the way, that could help them possibly hit the ball better, uh, aside from hitting the ball farther. It might, you know, affecting their timing in that way may actually, you know, be a benefit. And for others, that could, that could totally throw them off and, and de derail their swing. So over the last, let's say, 10 or 15 years, uh, well, at least as long as I've been paying really close attention, we've seen trends on tour, some of which have stuck around, some of which have not. Like, the hybrid, for example, was a late arrival on tour, but once it did, it took off. Still seeing a lot of those. Uh, the utility iron, same thing. Um, on the flip side, there's been the super stroke grip. That was really, really, really hot for a while. That one is kind of tapered off. Um, belly putters and long putters, That there were some rule changes there, but uh, even still, we're not seeing quite as much of those. Um, uh, counterbalance has been one, at least on putters that ha has actually stuck around a little bit. So my question, and then I would say another one would be loft, you know, a lot of tour players are playing much higher loft than they used to be. So that one has, has stuck around a little bit, but, uh, I, I want to get your guys, uh, prognostication, whether this, uh, extra long driver shaft is here to stay, or this is a fleeting trend, like the super stroke grip. We'll start Dave with you. Ah, it's a tough one, but I think I think it's here to stay. I I think the the game has become all about distance, and people are going to look for ways to define more distance. And if this is one relatively simple way to to do it, people are going to put it in play. You know, it's all about the the strokes gained. So 
I would say uh, this one, this one's here to stay, especially with uh, the better players. Mm. And Garrett. Yeah, I think it's here to stay as well, but I, I think it's going to be sort of on the periphery of, of normal. I don't think it's going to become the normal. I, I think, you know, it's going to be a, uh, a percentage of players out there that, that have longer driver shafts. And I would say over time, kind of where uh, Dylan Fratelli is at 46 inches, that'll probably become the, the normal of, you know, where someone ends up on tour if they want to play a longer driver shaft. Um, what, what I'm used to seeing um, per half inch or so of length, you get about one and a half to two miles an hour of, of swing speed for every half inch. Um, and then at some point there's a diminishing return on swing speed. And then somewhere along the lines, there's usually a, a diminishing return on face angle control and hit location control. So I think, um, I think 46 will probably be that sweet spot where players see a, a noticeable enough gain in speed without uh, a significant trade-off in terms of inefficiency on direction or, 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 uh, or consistency. And this, this, I think is a really interesting point. Um, I love to look to the LPGA as, uh, that that tour as a leading indicator on equipment trends for uh, amateurs especially, but but really about uh, players who don't necessarily have this like um, insane superhuman length like like some of the guys we see on the PJ tour, but yet have access to the world's best equipment to help optimize their games. And it was subtle, Garrett, but you mentioned it in the beginning where. You, you mentioned that the average length on the LPGA Tour was about 45 and a half, 45. And on the PGA Tour, it was about the same, maybe a hair shorter. But the fact that those two are the same with uh, uh, players who tend to be shorter or don't hit it quite as far, that I think is a little bit of an indicator where these players who are insanely good are opting for longer clubs because they want – they're looking for more distance. They're looking to hit it a little bit farther. Uh, and so despite being smaller in size, they're still going either the same or a little bit longer in length. That to me is a little bit of an indicator that I think what you said is spot on in terms of uh, getting the most out of, out of equipment to be able to drive uh, results. So um, interesting, I think that in, in this case, the LPGA Tour is actually – a leading indicator as to what will happen on the PJ tour. Hey, Nate, I've, I've got an idea. Um, okay. I, I think it is, it should be time for a fitting room experiment. I think a fitting room face off, a fitting room face off. I think we need to visit Garrett down at the test center and, uh, fire up some 47 inch drivers, um, and see against our gamers and see what kind of results we get in terms of uh, distance and, and dispersion and maybe report back to the fine folks who listen to the fitting room. What if we did a, a short one? So 44 and a half, 45 and a half, 46 and a half, something like that. I love it. Or even longer, 48, 47. I, 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 did, I did almost that exact test last week. I hit my gamer, which I play 45 inches. And, um, 
I hit an inch and a half longer. I think an inch and a half is like a good starting point if you're going to do the longer shaft experiment to where it's like, well, this feels really different, but I could probably also still swing it. And I, I picked up a, uh, about four and a half, five miles an hour ball speed. Wow. Uh, and on the range, it didn't feel like I was like way out of control, you know, um, on the golf course where you're trying to maybe shape some shots. Maybe that's, that would be a different story. I haven't taken it out there yet. But the other thing that I was able to do was hit a launch window that was significantly different than, than what I do with my, my shorter driver shaft. So I normally launch the ball around 10 and a half, 11 degrees and spin it 2,600. So I tried a lower lofted driver, lower center of gravity. I'm trying to swing in a manner to try and hit it farther. You know, you're tilting a little bit more to the right. You're hit, trying to hit up on the golf ball more. And my uh, typical shots with the longer shaft, in addition to four to five miles an hour of speed, I was launching it at 13 and spinning it at 2,300. So I picked up 15 yards of carry with that, wow. that test, which is nice. significant. Yeah. So, Dave, I accept your challenge. We okay. will schedule this fitting room face-off. And I think, based on what Garrett said, we go standard length is the first one and then an inch and a half under, which would be around 44, 44 and a quarter. And then an inch and a half over, which would be around 47, 47 and a quarter. I love it. And uh, we will report back. But um, I guess the bottom line is uh, it somewhat depends on your game. It depends on your ability at the center of the face. It depends on uh, – yeah, and it depends on if actual longer length will deliver more ball speed and more distance. Uh, not just an easy, uh, you know – extend the length and you're good it definitely requires some analysis and uh we'll go we'll go do that analysis and report back for sure in cool. future episodes stay tuned cool well thank you fellas for uh helping break that down good conversation here um a couple reminders if you do have more questions about uh, getting more distance out of your clubs including longer driver shaft lengths tons of resources at your disposal of course, uh, Callaway Distance Fitting. Spend 30 minutes of one-on-one time with the Callaway Certified Master Fitter. CallawayGolf.com slash Distance Fitting. Check that out. Um, and then the Callaway Community. You can always ask us questions on the Callaway Community. CallawayGolf.com slash Community. Head over to the Fitting Corner thread. And uh, your questions will be answered there. And we'll pull some of the best ones uh, to be here on the show. And then, of course, the live show that uh, Garrett and I do every Monday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. So tons of fitting room resources for you for all of your equipment, fitting, tinkering needs. Um, that's what we're here for. So uh, let us know and uh, drop us a line as well if there's a topic that you'd like us to uh, discuss or another fitting room face-off you'd like to see uh, Dave, Garrett, and myself uh, do a test for. Um, this episode of The Fitting Room was produced by Tyler Sheehan, recorded by Jen Turk, and edited by Trevor Miglarino. We'll be back next week with more from The Fitting Room Podcast.